from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast Well you are absolutely right that I am probably the first person who has completed the uh, prescribed uh, format or formality of filing the living will I know of so many people who have expressed this to their close relatives or even to us as doctors that uh, you know that they should not be put on ventilators when they are terminally ill but the biggest problem and the worry that everybody has in the mind is that whether this whole wish or wish list whether it will be fulfilled or no whether it will be adhered to by the hospital or by the relatives or no and that is where the whole concept of living will comes into picture the writing of a will isn't something that's very common in indian society during the covid-19 pandemic there was a spike in the number of people writing wills but it's still estimated to be a very small percentage of the total population but even before death there are now other questions to be dealt with As Mumbai based Dr Nikhil Datar who you just heard explained you could be kept alive for far longer than you'd planned thanks to medical science Dr Datar recently made headlines after he claimed to be the first person in the country to successfully implement a living will on the basis of new guidelines issued by the Supreme Court In today's episode the gynecologist who's featured before on this show for his legal battles on abortion rights talks to my colleague Lata Mishra about why he rushed to file his living will Dr Datar says that while the notion of a will on the division of property is well known and seen in popular culture the concept of a living will has largely been unclear in India so far See we all know that we can make will about our property but we up till now we are not aware of the fact that we can also write down our wishes about what should be done to us when we are incapacitated in terms of making decisions regarding our life now we all know that we all are going to get older and day by day this geriatric population is going to increase we all know that medical care has improved significantly the chance that you will live longer is higher the chance that you will live longer so much so that you might find it difficult to die is also a reality now a question comes that if there is a disease or an illness where meaningful recovery is really not possible okay with the advances of medical science today your kidney has failed you can be dialyzed if your respiration has failed you can put on you can be put on ventilator in covid times we have heard of the new एडवांस वेंटिलेटर लाइक एक्मो मीन्स द पॉइंट इज दैट युअर सिस्टम एज फेल्ड देर इज नियरली अ रिप्लेसमेंट विच इज पॉसिबल सो हाउ लॉन्ग कैन यू प्रोलॉन्ग दिस डेथ नाउ हियर आई एम वेरी कैटेगरिकली यूजिंग द वर्ड मीनिंग लेस प्रोलॉन्गेशन ऑफ डेथ आई एम नॉट सेंग मीनिंग लेस प्रोलॉन्गेशन ऑफ लाइफ बिकॉज वॉट इज द यूज ऑफ लिविंग सच कैंड ऑफ अ लाइफ विच इज इल डिग्निफाइड वेर यू आर स्टक टू tubes and ventilators and machines and uh, in agony and in pain and not really able to contribute anything productive in fact it's a liability on your own self as well as to your near and dear ones there is a possibility that the state may come at which time you will rather f- prefer okay that okay let me pass you know in a dignified manner in a painless or as pain free uh, manner because now there is no real point of recovery back to a meaningful life 
and what i'm saying is nothing new i'm 100% sure that every person in the audience must be aware of at least one such person who is terminally ill because of diseases like cancer last stage or there are maybe many men and women who are completely dementic and are not able to take their own decisions the only thing that we keep on doing is that we pity them okay but that's exactly not what they want nobody wants anybody to have pity okay we want dignity and that is why there has to be a way that i can put down what all things i want and what all things i don't want when i land up into that kind of a condition dr datar explains to lata that the problem currently arises when a patient is both terminally ill and incapable of making their own decisions on treatment now as long as i am not unconscious as long as i am conscious nobody can force any kind of treatment on me and we all know that when we go to hospital we first write or sign on consent form so it means that we give permission that this kind of a treatment can be done on us but the biggest problem comes up is what if i have lost consciousness now if i have lost the capacity of decision making then some near and dear one will have to make those decisions for me now the problem is and as a doctor i have seen these things happening so many times in our hospitals that the scenario has come point of no return is achieved the person has been put on ventilator now relatives come and they say to the doctor doctor we have understood 90 years old man terminally ill uh, cancer this that etc okay please don't prolong this please let him go he had also expressed this kind of a wish please remove this ventilator let him let him pass away the difficulty here is that the law of the land the medical ethics and all these things do not realistically allow such kind of a thing per se in our society dr datar says that as it stands doctors can't stop treatment and if a patient is taken home against the advice of a doctor it can be a problem in terms of getting a death certificate he says it also doesn't help that the patient's different relatives might have varying views on the subject of future treatment doctor says that see my job is to treat you are in the hospital you are not in a hospice so if you are in the hospital i have to treat nobody should come and tell me that i did not treat the patient till the last breath of that person i completely agree with what you are saying the person is terminally ill so why don't you do one thing you take a discharge against medical advice and take the person wherever you want to take maybe to a hospice or maybe to the home now what is the scenario from the relative side the relatives say how will we take such a person at home how will we keep him pain free how will we give him whatever bare minimum nursing care that is required and who will give death certificate you know in such kind of an eventuality so literally speaking what happens is that the buck keeps keeps on getting passed from relatives to the doctor and the hospital and hospital to relatives back and to complicate the situation when one relative has come to a conclusion that such and such thing should be done after a few days another relative comes and he asks the doctor who has given you this authority why did you stop this treatment why did you not do this treatment and we have had so many incidences somebody coming from foreign country in us it is done like that and uk it is done like that basically what it means is that although all this is being done for the individual who bichara is not able to take any decision and all other people around him but he becomes the least important person and all other things become a priority 
Now, if you want to avoid this, then the only logical, legitimate way is to do a document called as living will in which you write down as to when do you want what to be done or not to be done. And this can be done in a simple manner. The Supreme Court had upheld the right of an individual to create a living will back in 2018. But in spite of this judgment, Dr. Datar explains why there were few takers for this creation of a living will. Long, long time back, practically, in the, in the judgment which was given by, given called as Common Causes versus Union of India, Supreme Court has already laid down that one can make such a kind of a living will and it is nothing new. But you will be surprised to know that practically speaking, not a single living will was able to fulfill the required legal formality because Supreme Court had laid that formality only in a much complicated manner. And that's why it was so very difficult to complete that formality. According to Supreme Court, the system was that you have to write the will, this kind of a living will, and you have to write this living will in front of the judicial magistrate of first class. Now, that's very difficult. The judicial magistrate of first class is supposed to send this to the registry of the district court and all sorts of things. And that was making real, real difficulty in this kind of a scenario. So I'm very happy to say that a recent application was moved by an organization from Chennai called as Indian Society of Critical Medicine. And this judgment was given just around in February 2023, where the Supreme Court bench looked at this and toned down the guidelines. Under law, a will can be written by a person on a piece of paper and signed in the presence of two witnesses to be considered a will. A living will, on the other hand, is not so easy to implement. Dr. Datar explains what it takes to make a living will. In this particular judgment, that's a miscellaneous application. People, if you want to download this application or the or the order, it is quite easily possible. You from social media or Google, you can do that. The guidelines are as simple as you can write this living will yourself. You do not require to use a stamp paper. Number two, you have to have two witnesses. You might want one witness to be a doctor so that the doctor can also kind of qualify and say, being a doctor, that the person who is an executor, that means who is writing the will, is of a sound mind and he is healthy otherwise and he is taking a not, uh, kind of under any coercion or any force or any undue influence, which is like standard, which is like for any other kind of a document that we do. So such two witnesses are required and you can just simply notarize your document you may also sign this in front of a gazetted officer. The third thing that has been said is that once this document has been done, you have to send one copy to the local government. So it could be municipal corporation or a panchayat or a local government. And they are supposed to have one custodian or a competent authority whereby they will keep this particular document. Dr. Datar admits that his living will has been filed within weeks of the Supreme Court tweaking the norms to make it easier for people to file one. The Municipal Corporation of Mumbai doesn't even have an authority yet to accept such documents or to register them. But issues like these didn't stop Dr. Datar. Now it is but natural that the order has come just in February 2023. So these competent authorities have not been realistically formed. It is quite acceptable and understandable. Now since I was the first person probably 
I mean, I'm sure there might be somebody else, but at least to my knowledge, I have not heard of any such person before me who has completed this formality in a legitimate or you may say in a prescribed manner as, as per the Supreme Court. I did have some difficulties. So when I went to the notary, my notary madam said that, sir, we have never done such kind of a thing. Can we do it? And no. So I had to give her this order and I had to say this that I'm sure you must not have done because probably nobody has done it up till now in this particular manner. After completing this formality, when I realized that I'm supposed to send it to the competent authority in municipal corporation, I realized that at this point of time, there is nobody called as competent authority. So I have sent this whole bunch of my documents with a covering letter to the municipal commissioner of the Mumbai Municipal Corporation or requesting him making him aware of the fact that such and such judgment has come very recently and basically since there is no uh, custodian at this point of time he being the head of the organization i have addressed this particular document to him and i have said that you can pass it on to the custodian whosoever he will appoint down the line because it's a supreme court ruling so obviously everybody will have to abide by it and some custodian will get kind of formed or that person will be given that authority and he will work as a custodian and those copies or those li those uh, uh, living wills can be stored one concern that would arise with any such will would be its potential misuse Dr. Datar explains the process that is to be followed in case a person with a living will is admitted in hospital and is unable to make their own decisions on future treatment. Whenever in need, which means that at some point of time later in future, if I have lost my consciousness and my near and dear relatives, when they are kind of, when they are aware of this fact that the doctor has diagnosed that I am terminally ill and all that kind of thing, they will or they are expected to present this will to the doctor. Because it is in writing, it is straightforward and clear that all the near and dear ones, however in love they are with me, if they are in love with me, they have to follow my directives and they are not supposed to apply their own heads. If they find that I am in that kind of a condition which is laid down according to my will, they should inform this to my treating doctor. The doctor is supposed to, in turn, first of all, satisfy that my condition is really serious, terminal, no point of recovery scenario and all that. Then that doctor is supposed to inform the authorities in the hospital. A board of three doctors is supposed to be formed. Within 48 hours, that board is supposed to give the judgment as to whether the condition is realistically terminally ill kind of a condition or no. Now, once they have given that judgment or that opinion, there is a second board which typically will comprise of the district hospital, basically government hospital, preferably within 48 hours. They are supposed to come examine me and concur with the opinion or not concur with the opinion, whatever the case may be. Now situation number one, all are in agreement, which is most likely to happen. Then the scenario is very simple that now officially the life prolonging treatments like ventilator can officially be withdrawn and for withdrawing this, nobody will have any problem. No relative of mine, nor the hospital or the doctor should fear about any medical legal responsibility or medical legal litigation arising because it is all happening according to my own wish and will. So nobody should worry about executing this particular kind of a thing. There are obvious questions about this process, including what if you draft a will that isn't produced by your relatives when you need it to be? Dr. Datar admits there's a lot left unaddressed, 
but he feels the only way to start working towards answers is by sort of jump starting the process there are so many possibilities what if the board doesn't agree what is the secondary board doesn't agree lot of things are there and somebody reads through the judgment all these questions will get answered i am also aware of the fact that there are many questions which are kind of not yet been answered by this supreme court judgment and there are bound to be many such kind of questions because it's a totally evolving area at this point of time and that's why unless and until we begin the questions will not come up i mean i'm not saying that everybody has to believe in it there may be somebody who may not want to believe in it that's perfectly all right but anybody who believes in it should be able to do it and should be able to do it for their own selves and also teach other people to do it whosoever are interested so i feel that let us bring or let us start this movement and let us do it as a movement because unless and until it doesn't become a movement we cannot really move the machinery or the bureaucracy ka machinery and if we really want it to happen in the way we want it to happen then we have to move it ahead in a proper manner and in a systematic manner but what should one put in a living will dr datar says he's made his own version of the living will available on his personal website but though there's a ready made format available dr datar says he wants every potential applicant to think about what they want to put in their own living wills what i did was that whatever was my draft okay i have made it available on my own website and uh, the website is very simple dr which is a short form of doctor and my name nikhil datar you can freely go on to this website you will see one button over there red colored you just click that button and this draft will automatically get downloaded onto your phone or onto your laptop i would sincerely request with folded hands that each one of you should seriously read through every sentence which i have written we don't want it to be a cut copy paste kind of a job because we really want the person who is kind of making the living will to give importance and the thought process should be applied to every sentence which is written and on the basis of that draft you can make your own draft accordingly and you can also complete the same process down the line dr datar says the writing of more living wills could also raise the issue of palliative care in which the focus is on pain relief and ensuring a patient's quality of life a living will could also ensure less intensive care treatment for the terminally ill which in turn can reduce healthcare and insurance costs for people it could also potentially free up intensive care facilities for those who have a better chance of survival and are capable of enjoying a better quality of life i genuinely feel that i must live with dignity i must die with dignity and whatever is needed to achieve that dignified health i must get number 2 in our society or in our medical care system the word palliative care is used but not really implemented to a great extent and that is why when we talk about uh, withdrawal of health care or withdrawal of uh, such kind of advanced life supports it also indirectly directly means more about the palliative care more about the hospices more about the quality control in hospices so this whole discussion will start happening third important thing we find that because of this particular thing this particular concept will get discussed in every living room of every family or in every house and unless and until the discussion starts 
विचार मंथन डजंट स्टार्ट यू कैंट गेट एनिथिंग आउट ऑफ दैट विचार मंथन अनलेस विचार मंथन डजंट हैपन यू डोंट गेट रिजल्ट्स लास्टली एंड मोस्ट इम्पॉर्टंटली दिस पर्टिक्युलर लिविंग विल कॉन्सेप्ट अल्टिमेटली विल हैव अ लॉट ऑफ बेरिंग ऑन इन्शुरन्स इंडस्ट्री इट विल हैव अ लॉट ऑफ इम्पैक्ट ऑन द हेल्थ केयर इंडस्ट्री सो इट विल हैव लॉट ऑफ इफेक्ट्स पर्कुलेटिंग डाउन टू मेनी अदर इंडस्ट्रीज ऑल्सो आई जेन्युनली फील दैट ह्यूमन बींग्स very easily adopt technology but it is very hard for human beings to adopt ideology so whenever there is an ideological change okay there is always going to be a problem number 1 secondly i always believe that healthcare and law are made by humans but they have to serve humans We, human beings are not supposed to serve law but law should serve human beings so laws need to change according to the needs of the society i have just taken a small baby step and i hope that many others who believe in this particular concept will take it from there forward and this will become a movement and which will help many today's episode was produced by jairaj singh sunai marathe and anuja singh for a daily spotlight on people ideas and stories that matter subscribe to us we're available on ty plus Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast@timesinternet.in.